to this week's Slazoom podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by your own ass. Your own ass. It's there for you when you need it. For when you need to take a load off. And it's always got your back. Your ass. Well done. Fantastic. We might have, uh... Is that a new low? Is, Is it? No, surely no, not. It's a new high. A new we can go lower than the ass. <laughs> like the feet. Brought to you by That's the Earth's core. <laughs> <laughs> what is up is down. <laughs> yeah. If I had, like, an Earth's core company, that would be a really good tagline. Like a catchphrase. What is up is down. Or, it's all up Is that a good catchphrase? It's only up. <laughs> this isn't good. <laughs> no, no, can't get any lower than this. <laughs> well, that's also good. <laughs> in uh, in middle school, we had to make I don't know a PowerPoint slide for a fake company, and my company was called The Boom Vacuums, and I am an idiot, and my I chose the tagline. Our vacuums really blow. And then my teacher came by and he goes, Wouldn't it be a lot funnier if it was our vacuums really suck? <laughs> and I went, Yeah, Mr. Bosworth, you're right. And I switched it. It's like literally the opposite. I know. Why, why was it blow in the first place? I don't know. I just thought it was funny. It's not. Only suck. Well, because I well, shot backs can blow. True. Yeah, they can. Yeah. And I thought it would be funny if they just sucked. Whoops. I might have to grab some. Yeah, if they were bad and blue, not sucked and sucked. Listener, I don't know if you've heard that my dog is barking this whole podcast so far. Uh, I may have to take care of this. I'll leave you in the capable hands of Sarah and Caleb for just a couple minutes. Okay. Alright. Good luck, Colin. Be brave. And off he goes, leaving his, like, crazy, like, Australian Christmas dungeon. (laughs) Yeah. I remember that boomerang from last week. Yeah. You know, we've tried to boomerang that boomerang, and that boomerang does not boomerang. No matter how much we you try. You have to, like, know how to boomerang. Yeah, we... Because I've also experienced this. Yeah? Have you ever been able to boomerang a boomerang? I haven't ever gotten it to where it would come straight back to me. Yeah. I've gotten it to where it would go, like, 20 feet to my left. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. But the, I got one for my birthday or something, and we were all excited, and we went out in the backyard, and I just chucked it. And it immediately went up on the neighbor's roof. Of course. Naturally. Then we tried to get it off the roof, and they yelled at us and, like, chased us out of their yard. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to get something off. It was like, a boomerang. Yeah. The videos, Colin, we're talking. Welcome back. How's how's Hector? Did he... He, It turns out he's barking at me. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Mia is barking at me because she's not used to this, and then she... Hector barks because she barks. Oh, that's right. You got another dog. Yeah. Are they pals? Are they buddies? They're not best friends, but they get along reasonably well. <laughs> but they're so not far. mortal enemies. 
Uh, that, that's good enough, I guess. Well, anyway, Colin, we were talking about your boomerang. And so I think the one that you have is meant to just more look like a cool boomerang than, like, actually be boomerangable. Because the ones yeah, that I've this... seen people actually use, like, are not symmetric like that. They're kind of lopsided. Symmetrical ones can come back to you, too. Yeah? This one is not made to come back to you. Okay. And I, I've, I've tried. It does, it'll come back quite a ways, but it won't won't ever get all the way back to you. Unless you throw it into a really stiff breeze. <laughs> well, like, even a frisbee will come back to you if you throw it into a stiff breeze. Yeah. Or like a shot put. Yeah. <laughs> you throw that somewhere around Puerto Rico and it'll come back to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Good one. All right, okay. Yeah. I am out of here. <laughs> it was a nice island. I'm off to vacation. On the beautiful island of Puerto Rico. Where the lights don't shine. Oh. <laughs> and the sun don't shine. Pick it where the sun don't shine. Puerto Rico. To the new Seattle, Washington. Yeah. It's nice. Seattle's not that cloudy. <laughs> Seattle's not that good. <laughs> I mean, there occasionally, you know, about five, ten minutes every day, sometimes in the middle of the night, the sun will come out. Okay. They have their <laughs> seasons just like we do. Their summer is like just as sunny as our summer. It's just their winter that's unbelievably cloudy. Ah. Like, I, when I was there, I didn't see... It was not cloudy ever for... Wow. I was there almost a week. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I went yeah, there. I, I also got the same, um, same uh, reaction when I went to London. I was there for, like, a week, and it was sunny the whole time. That's not something you normally hear about with London. Yeah. I think I just lucked out. That was also in the summer, though, right? Is there something uh, yeah. that's not a dumb question? <laughs> it's a northern, southern hemisphere thing, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, it, that's it, fine. It's sometimes we speak English. Sometimes we're in the southern hemisphere. I think we use the same calendar, and so... Like the Italians, oh, yeah. they use a different calendar. They That's use the, right. the I don't know, the Mussolini calendar. Mussolini. The except they call it the Mussalender. The Caesar Salander. <laughs> wow, nice. That's a good one. How many? I'm Sarah. I think you just came up with the episode title. <laughs> yes. I don't think that's ever happened. I've got something to share. That I only remembered, I was on Twitter earlier, and a hashtag that was trending was, it was something like, something stupid I've done, and really, like, how do you choose one thing, but I decided to share, <laughs> and I only thought of it because it was sitting right next to me, one time, so you know U-locks for your bike, like the big hefty locks? Yeah. Well, after, not that long after I got my new, my U-lock for my bike, I was looking at it, and I was like, you know, I bet my neck could fit in this. 
<laughs> so what did I do? I was home alone and locked my bike's U-lock around my neck. And I was like, yeah, it does fit. <laughs> and then, so the way that the lock is, like the actual lock where you put the key in is away, like on the side I can't see. <laughs> so I had the U-lock stuck around my neck for like 20 minutes <laughs> while I fumbled with the key and I couldn't feel or see the keyhole. And I like, I felt, I was like, this is the dumbest moment of my life. And it's like a little tight, so it was cutting off circulation. And I was like, this is so embarrassing. Like, I almost thought about going next door and knocking on the neighbor's door. Being be like, so please help me. I have this lock stuck around my neck because I'm an idiot. What are you, a raccoon? <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm trapped. At, at that point, it's better just make up a story. Like, you knock on the on the neighbor's door and be like, I just, I just escaped from somebody's basement. Please help me get this out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thanks. I'm going to go home now. I already called 911. Uh, they're coming later. But just get this off of my neck. <laughs> this is vital. I just escaped out of Walter White's basement. He had me uh, yeah, locked to a pole. You locked. Yeah. It was around my neck of all places. That wouldn't work anywhere else. So, so here, here's a question. I don't think you actually had to lock it to know if it would fit around your neck. I didn't, you were right. <laughs> but I thought I'd go the full... <laughs> you wouldn't ever know for sure if you didn't You never it. know. I... So the thing is, it's it shouldn't be that hard to unlock, but sometimes I have trouble getting it unlocked even when it's not around my neck. Like... Even with the key in it, for some reason, it just won't turn sometimes. So I, I had the key, like, all the way in the lock, and I couldn't get it to turn. So I was like, this is how I die. <laughs> I cut off circulation in my head, and I'm no better than Elvis found on the toilet. Everybody's got to go sometime. <laughs> Not with a bang, but with a bike lock. <laughs> <laughs> she went out with a bike lock around her neck. <laughs> So today I saw something a little weird, which, which was, um, so I, I rode my bike out to where I parked my car, and I, I tied up there at, at a bike stanchion, and next to it there was bike another bike, what? I think it's called a stanchion. What? I think. It's like a stand that you tie your bike to. I think that's right. I have never heard that word before. Well, really? listener, you've just And I locked a bike lock around my you just encountered Kayla's Vocabulary Corner, where we learn a new word. And then it's done. Uh, anyway, so the uh, it, it, the one next to mine, the bike was tied up. It wasn't a U-lock. It was one of those ro- more like rope thingies, the wire rope. Cable. Cable, yeah. yeah. And, uh, People can sword. snip those so easy. And uh, anyway... Um, the key, there. okay, I don't know if they were the keys to that lock, but there were a pair of keys just sitting on oh. top of the stanchion. I'm thinking, how did this happen? Because it's locked, too, so, like, they locked it and then left their keys sitting there? I, I, Or maybe they dropped them and then somewhat, like, nice person, like, decided to put them back there so they'd find them? I, I don't know. 
It's a real mystery. Was it just keys on the keychain? Yeah, it was just two keys. Two keys. Yeah. It, like house keys? Uh, like boat keys? Kind of. Boat keys? I, Skeleton keys? What kind of keys were these? Florida keys. I, I didn't stop to look too closely. I don't know, that might, might, that, that bike might still be there. You know, it could go do, do some investigation. Dust for fingerprints and clues. Wow. And the Saloon crew is on the case. <laughs> We're gonna go steal a bike. <laughs> People that steal bikes are the worst. People that steal anything are the worst. Yeah. I, I understand murder, but thieves... Come on. Come on. Have some respect for yourself. Come on. What about people who steal your heart? Don't go stealing my heart. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Is it actually gone? <laughs> I like the song that it comes in. Don't go stealing my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go stealing my bike. <laughs> 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 but like bikes are cheap. You well, not a all lot bikes, of bikes are, are cheap, cheap. but yeah. you can get a really um, cheap bike. This is true. But well, people steal them. I think they steal them to like sell them. I don't think usually they steal them to use. A lot. Okay. A lot of times, people steal bikes just to be assholes. Okay, I know a guy. In my that. experience. Like, my roommate's bike, like, a little Walmart bike got stolen off our balcony. We were like, okay. Like, that wasn't worth anything. Yeah. Matt and Laurel, or I mean Gary and Gary. Yeah. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Once they locked their bikes up at our apartment's bike rack, which I never trusted, so I always parked my bike in our apartment. And they locked their front wheels together, and someone stole their two front wheels that were locked together. <laughs> or maybe, maybe I said that wrong. Or no, they locked the frames of the bikes together, and someone stole Matt's front wheel, and then left a different front wheel that was not Matt's front wheel. <laughs> so a guy was just biking That's by, awesome. and he's like, upgrade! <laughs> Like, I went, I rode by, and I was like, oh, Matt, your bike is missing its front tire. And then I saw a wheel laying on the ground, assumed it was his, and brought it inside. And he goes, that's not my wheel. And I go, okay, I guess I'll go put this back by the bike rack. In case that person comes back for There's it. people that steal bike seats, too. Like, you know, often people will, like, take their bicycle seat mm-hmm. when they tie it up or something. Yeah. So, yeah. I've never done that. My cousin had her seat stolen. That was that was it. Like I don't know, it's possible maybe they got real confused and thought, "Oh, this is my bike. I didn't take the seat off. I'm so stupid." Took the seat, walked off. What a weird thing to take. It's I mean, weird. I can't imagine like I mean, I would think that they probably took it to try to like I don't know, pond somewhere or something, but you, you'd think he couldn't get more than a, maybe a couple bucks for that? Yeah, I mean, seriously. If someone Pick stole a bike seat, it we'll would do better. be to trade it out with their own. Yeah. yeah I, can I don't that. think there's a bike seat market. 
I don't know. Pawn shops will buy or sell anything. Will will we buy a bike seat? I don't. I feel like not. I I, I don't know. They're yeah. pretty scummy places. I watch a lot of Pawn Stars. People bring in weird shit. Related. Have you guys ever ridden what? a bike that didn't have a seat on it? No. I can't remember I why I ever did that once. Maybe someone stole my bike seat. But you keep forgetting that you don't have a bike seat. <laughs> or at least I did. Ooh, that's unpleasant. And so I just like keep going down. I'd be like, oh, that's a pole up my butt. That's <laughs> have the seat. Yeah, just keep standing. So, to, to get back to a topic um, that uh, I, w- I was reminded of earlier, Sarah, when you were talking about how you had to make like a poster or something for a business. Yes. Yes. We had to do something similar about like business cards. This was like in sixth grade. We did that in industrial tech in middle school. Oh, nice. nice. I think this was like multimedia something. Anyway, I still have a bunch of these cards that I have mine, and then I have a bunch of other people who were in my class back then, and it's hilarious going through, like, the sort of businesses that people <laughs> thought they would run. So, like, me, for example, I had the Fengmeyer Cat Farm. Oh, my God! <laughs> You're on your way! That's uh, that become reality! Yeah. And it, it, it was a nice one. It was a very nice car. It had, like, paw prints on it, looked like a nice speckled background. Uh, I think I even made a logo. And uh, and then there was, like, uh, another guy that I remember had, <laughs> like, one of the most boring things. He, like, um, I think his last name was uh, Christensen. It was, like, Christensen's Computer Repair Shop. <laughs> <laughs> like, his parents totally gave him the idea for that. Uh, yeah. well, this guy was kind of a nerd. I, he might have come up with it on his own. But, I mean, I say that. Uh, he was a nerd who Christian had... really wanted to run a computer repair shop. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if he ended up doing that, but I knew him through high school. And, yeah, he was such like He was very much a computer nerd that like, loved like tinkering with PCs and stuff. And so, yeah. <coughs> he held on to that dream at least through high school. That could be your dream now. You're a computer nerd. Uh, sort of. <laughs> I actually try to avoid that. Is, I prefer the term hacker. You <laughs> <laughs> said no one ever. It's a Unix system. <laughs> <laughs> Did you well, say listener, Unix if you don't recognize this, have another Unix. watch Jurassic Park. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, the operating system or dudes with their nuts chopped off. Is Unix just short for that? Because <laughs> I think so. Uh, well, if we want to have a short history lesson, and I know nobody does... We could talk about Kistrati. Unix <laughs> was a variety of... Or, or was like a re-implementation of a earlier operating system called Multics. Ah. Yeah. Fun fact. Multiple Unix. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so I, I have a story. You guys had stories. I have a story. Yes. For the listener. 
I don't know if I told you, Caleb. So, this past weekend, I got a new dog, and she was given to me with with no leash. They apparently had one leash for two dogs, the people we got it from, got her from. And so Nicole was gone, and so was Hector. So she took the leash. I was wanted to take her for a walk, so I didn't have a leash. So I rigged something up to take her for a walk, and she's terrible at it. She pulls the whole time, and she's kind of a skittish dog, so she's easily frightened. And she was pulling, and she broke the clip on my makeshift leash. Oh shit! And we were right on a pretty busy. And so she was getting dangerously close to the road. I tried to call her. She wouldn't come back. Yeah. So I ran toward her. She saw me running and ran away from me. Classic. Yeah. I ended up finally just stopping. And she stopped, and I just walked up and grabbed her. And it worked okay. I was like, okay, i got to get away from this road. So I go walking up to a park that I'd never been to. And it's up this really steep hill. I'd never been up there. And it's like a, a lookout park where you can look out over downtown has a nice view okay and um <laughs> there were a couple cars sitting there there's like no sidewalks or anything sitting there and they're both just they're all toked up they're smoking weed like crazy <laughs> nice it's like okay well this is probably not a safe place to walk on a road driving high so I took her down. I, I ended up redoing the leash. So I got her to walk. And went down a path that they mowed through the trees in this park. And they just mowed through a bunch of shit and weeds and stuff. And so I'm walking down this path. And it's like heavily wooded area. And they apparently mowed down a shrub that had multiple shoots coming up. They mowed it. And it mows the... The bottom part really sharp, and I didn't see it, and I stepped on it, and it went through my shoe, oh. and it went the bottom of my, and out the top of my foot. What? Holy fuck! Yeah. What part of your foot? Jeez. Like by your toes? Yeah, it started like right at the ball of the foot, and then went came out right by my big toe. Fucking hell! What kind Man. of shoes were you wearing? Just Nike tennis shoes. Oh my god! This story took a turn that I was not expecting. <laughs> I was like, everything was going wrong. I'm like, I just gotta get away from people. <laughs> nature fucks me. Did you so go back wow. to the stoners and like ask for a little pain relief? I mean, <laughs> my first. Can thought. I toke up? <laughs> I, I just impaled my I, foot I, on a mowed shrub. <laughs> Jeez. They probably just laugh maniacally at you. Yeah, I'm sure. Just like we're doing. I, I ended up just like walking down the hill, and as my shoe was filling up with blood, I tried to get back to my house as quick as possible. I ended up going to the emergency room and waiting for three fucking hours because three. healthcare in the city is shitty as hell. Jeez. Um, and then people were like, "Oh, it it uh, it missed your bones and tendons in there and came out pretty clean. There's no stick still in your foot." You're pretty lucky. Doesn't feel lucky. <laughs> you gotta be more optimistic. And that was the Saturday before I started my new job on Monday. Ah. Uh, so nice. 
that jaw was just limping around all day. It's surprisingly healed really fast. So but, how... Yeah. Do you know how... Like, what was the diameter of the shrub that went through your foot? Um, I think it started, like... I mean, the base of it was probably maybe a quarter of an inch, and it tapered up pretty quickly. So it was... The, the top only had a little bit piercing through. Yeah. It was just, like, pitching a tent there on the top of your foot? Or something. Pitching yeah. a tent. I, I don't know. Ooh, I, I guess it actually did. Raising! Speaking of pitching a tent. Okay. Caleb, what do you have there? <laughs> <laughs> well, in uh, seventh grade, I was tricked into going to Catholic youth camp. <laughs> yeah. Those tricky Catholics. Yeah. a listener, I'm not Catholic, <laughs> and I went to Catholic youth camp. Okay, yeah. Basically because I was good friends with my two neighbors, and their mom convinced us that it was going to be a really great time. And she basically talked everything up and lied about a lot of stuff. Like Classic Catholics. She's like, oh, you'll have a cabin with the four of you in the cabin. You know, four bunks. No, it was one cabin with 30 girls in it. Nice. She was like, you'll get to swim every day. No. <laughs> You'll get to ride horses every day. No. There's air conditioning. No. You won't have to go to a lot of church. No. We sat through seminary every day for more than an hour in an unair conditioned lodge in the heat of the summer. Like a girl passed out once. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like, surely we can do this outside. No. But anyway, we also got there very late, so it was it was me and three girls that I knew, and then one boy. So in the girls' uh, lodge or whatever, we show up, and there's four of us, so you'd think there'd be, like, two bunk beds open next to each other, but there was one empty one, and then the top of the one next to it open, Okay. and a girl was on the bottom... Of that one. And then there was a random one open, like, further back. And so we asked her very politely if she would move to the other bunk so that we could all be right next to each other. And it was this... This doesn't matter that much, but this pretty morbidly obese girl. And I think her name was Nikki. Fucking Nikki. But she was like, no... I got here early so I could get this bunk. I am not moving. So, like, from there on out, we decided to, like, mess with her. And one night after lights out, I was on the top bunk above Nikki. Or, no, sorry, her name was Christina. I was on the oh. bunk above Christina, who, by the way, every day I would hang my towel on one side of the... There was a ladder at each end. I would hang my towel on one end, and her towel would be on the other end. She would always throw mine on the floor. What a bitch! I know! Jeez. She also didn't shower once the entire week. That's... 
course. Not and great. she also had someone give her cornrows, and then she got really sunburnt, and her scalp was peeling in between the cornrows, and we were like, please, Christina, like, deal with that. Anyways, after lights out one night, we learned that Christina didn't know what pitch in a tent meant. Ah. So me and the other girl on the bunk next to me just talked about pitching tents for a really long time. We were like, oh, you pitching a good tent over there? Like, oh, yeah, my tent's so roomy. Like, you can fit a family of five. And, like, going back and forth, back and forth. And then finally Christina got so upset with us that she stood up and was like, guys, can you just please go to sleep and you can dream about pitching tents? (laughs) (laughs) And we just lost our shit. We were like, Jerry Stone doesn't know! In addition to all these other terrible traits that Christina has, also she still doesn't know. She still doesn't know. To this day, she probably doesn't know. And and to kick her while she's down. She is not Gary like most people are. (laughs) She is Christina. (laughs) You know who you are, Christina. (laughs) You know who you are. Who who went to Catholic youth camp in either 2005 or 2004. There you go, Catholics. In Iowa, by the way. They don't know what boners are. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Who who does, really? Who does, really? Yeah, we would very subtly, because there was 30 girls in, like, two showers, so people would be showering, like, all the time, and it would never be open. But we all worked together for a slot that it would be open, and then casually hint to Christina. (laughs) We're like, hey, Christina, showers. If you want to shower, no, I'm okay. That's what she would always say. We'd be like, hey, girls are so much nicer than, than boys. <laughs> we didn't treat people like that that way. You smell those like, Gary, would you take a shower? You Gary. stink. If you brush your teeth this morning, your breath is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gary. Fucking Gary. Gary can. Gary can handle a lot worse, though. You know. Christina just... Just thin-skinned. Thin-skinned. Didn't smell like it, though. (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) No one knows. So I I also went to... There's got to be a good joke in there somewhere. Classic. You got to laugh. I also went to church camp for actually several years. Um, Catholic church camp? No, no. I, I don't know if it, if I can say it's better or worse. It was like... Um, Evangelical something? Yeah, it's sort of like this... Um, it, it was So I had a friend growing up, it was, it was like my best friend when I was growing up, whose dad was a, like a pastor at sort of this non-denominational church. Non-denominational. Which, which is itself kind of a denomination. Yep. But they like to pretend that they're cooler than that. Anyway. Um... So I, I, because I was such good friends with this guy, I, I went to summer, like, church camp with him probably, like, four years, maybe five. Um, I'm trying to remember what the name of the camp is. Kentucky. It's, like, way out in the boonies in, like, central Nebraska. Uh, Kamika. No. No. That's the only church camp. <laughs> um, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Thought now. 
No. What? No. I... It, it doesn't matter what it's called. Uh, but anyway, um, it... I think in... Oh, oh, oh. Was it, uh, Make You Not Gay? <laughs> <laughs> Can't wanna suck a pee-pee. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was a gay cam. Yeah. Did you just make that up? <laughs> anyway. Did you just make that up? I did make that up. Wow! I'm calling you a genius. Why do you think I was quiet for like 45 seconds? I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, uh... <laughs> I can do this, I can do this. Before well. the window closes. <laughs> Hurry! Yeah, the chevrons are locking. <laughs> Cam, what if I got pee uh, I like it. I don't want to go to camp one second. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it's it. you want there. People love it. You know, it, it's weird. Like in this non-denominational church, that wasn't the name of the camp, but that was what they called heaven. So, just <laughs> throwing that out there. Uh, uh, but I, I think basically it was more or less the same as what you had, except um, there was more like. Uh, acoustic guitars. Okay. You know, acoustic gu- guitars uh, fe- are featured very heavily like in non-denominational. It's cornerstone of non-denominational. It, it is. And actually, a few of the years that I was there, they would actually have, like, local Christian rock bands come out, like, one of the nights and, like, give... Awesome. Give a show. And I remember one year where... Um, this is great. They had, uh, I forget the, the name of the, I think his name was like Glenn Kaler, Keeler or something. Um, he, he's like sort of a public figure, so I don't oh, feel like I can. Garrison Keeler? No, no, not Garrison. No, Garrison not Garrison Keeler. No, no, it wasn't him. Okay. Um. I was about to get excited. This guy was like a young earth creationist. Oh. Who would like go around to things like this and, like, talk about young earth creationism and, and, like, sell books and stuff. There was one of those in front of the union at the university last week. Oh, they're still around. Good for them. Uh, Yeah, and so I was... Jeez, I must have been in, like, sixth or seventh grade, I think. It might have been, like, the summer before seventh grade when I went, and they they had that guy... And I was totally hooked. It's like, yes! It's like science and religion together! It's everything I've ever wanted. And and so, yeah, it was... I, I, You know, I sort of understand where I, what I was trying to do there, but yeah, it was, it was not great. I, I went for quite a while being like a young earth creationist. Oh no! Yeah. How old were you? Uh, well, I guess that was like junior high, and uh, I mean, I wasn't like junior high super. That's a little too old, Caleb. I... And that was a physics major, though. Look at him. Yeah, yeah. He turned, he turned his life around. Yeah. Now I'm like time. Ah, whatever. Was there a specific moment, or was it more of a gradual? Like when I when like I dropped that idea. Yes. It was a gradual thing. 
like you were actually paying atten- more attention in science class and you're like, wait a second. Or you like flew on a plane and saw the curvature of the Earth. <laughs> it wasn't flat Earth. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, it wasn't. I don't know. Maybe that was bundled up in there, too. But I don't know. It, it's... It's, it, it's actually kind of a good life lesson in how you can, like, like if, if you're naive about a subject, you can kind of be persuaded to any angle on it, because you can make something that sounds like a convincing argument for almost anything, and, you know, it, it just, you have to, like, have a little bit of reflection, uh... And of course, the real crucible of the crucible of these ideas is like people who don't agree with you and like having arguments and that sort of stuff. But uh, things like young earth creationism thrive in their in their bubble uh, where yeah. they're not challenged. The other day, the engineering graduate engineering students have to go to seminars, and there was a guy from I think NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology. You know it better than I. But he was talking about uh, strength of materials in the start, and he had a graph of, you know, year and, like, what our strongest man-made material was. Like, oh, like, steel, la, 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 bronze, and then graphene was more recent and, like, Mm -hmm. the highest strength material. And, uh, but the time axis went back to, you know, like, minus six, million BC or something. I forget. But I like million. Wow. I can't remember exactly. It was more than Okay. It was more than six thousand. Okay. Like the total was more than six thousand. So we're at about like three orders of magnitude difference. Yes. (laughs) And uh I lean over to the kid next to me and I go, Isn't that time axis wrong? Because the Earth's only six thousand years old. (laughs) (laughs) And he looked at me and like hesitated and then laughed. And now I'm left with not knowing if he thinks that the Earth is 6,000 years old. And I'm someone who works in my lab. And I was kind of like, well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> or if he thinks you think that. And I do know this person is a Trump supporter. Ooh. Ah. So if that makes any difference. I think it does. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's proven that he's immune to objective reason, so... <laughs> <laughs> It was like the time I made fun of Ben Carson, and then noticed that one girl hadn't laughed, and then I found out that she believed that the Earth was successful. Yeah. That was... Yeah, it's an adult person. The only person that I've met that, like, I found out, openly told me that they thought the Earth was 6,000 years old. Walk I know someone who is a, uh... A highly educated person that believes that. This person was a civil engineer. Which, this person. Like, it's scientific, but I guess... Whatever. Well, this person's a vet. But uh, even, veterinarian. Like, I think it was Ethan who said, like, even a vet, like, you're, you have to study, like, animal science, and there's so many signs, even in animals, like, of things that take a really long time to change... Those are all God trying to trick us. <laughs> yeah. Like dogs coming from wolves or 
No, 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 It's like okay, magic. But but Colin, magic works. Colin, kind of like that's what you do really well in a story. If you can't connect the plot, you just say magic. Colin, he is the Deus Ex Machina. Could he make a rock too heavy for him to lift? Huh? I mean, could he make the rock too heavy for him to lift? I mean, I think the rock is too heavy for anyone to lift, unless he wanted you to lift him. Then he'd like Except the rock himself. Stand up on his tippy toes and like fire jet boosters out of his shoes. Guys, Caleb. There you go. If Caleb. if the rock starts to fly, then we know God exists. Irrefutable. If God shifts <laughs> Irrefutable. Guys, Caleb's kitten is the cutest thing ever. Aww. She's just laying in my lap, purring. And she doesn't bark at all. She. She meows occasionally. Yeah, she meows when she thinks she needs to eat. You can probably like feed her all she wants. I think that's a thing. I don't want to spoil. Kind of with puppies. She just wants a beer. You want a beer, kitty? You want a beer? Yeah. Dogs like beer. Kitty wants to get wasted. So today. I'm supposed to mentor for this undergraduate group, but instead today in our meeting, I instead just we talked about riddles the whole time. I'm nice. really a bad influence. Riddles in the dark, or just riddles? Just riddles. Oh, wow. There were some good ones. Luck like so, it all kind of stemmed from the other night when Ethan and Gay Sarah brought up uh, albatross soup. That riddle. I don't remember that one. Really? Not the name of it. I don't know if we should go through the whole riddle. It's a lateral thinking riddle where you pose the riddle and then people can ask you yes or no questions. That's lame. Oh yeah, I think I remember. I don't know if I have, if we actually did the riddle. I think you just said or they said that it exists. Well, the riddle. We don't have to solve it. The listener can think about it for next week or something. The riddle is. So a sailor goes to a restaurant and orders their albatross soup. They bring him his soup. He takes one bite, and then he walks out of the restaurant and he kills himself. Why did the man kill himself? Because he was suffering from depression. <laughs> That's the answer. You're right. Because That was the worst riddle ever, Sarah. Jesus. <laughs> Like a, a neurological chemical imbalance. <laughs> Back to science. There's I'm going of... the opposite way. I think God killed. <laughs> okay, here's a simpler one that I I bet maybe you guys could get. A woman gives birth to two sons in the same hour of the same day of the same year, yet they are not twins. 
How is this possible? Same. Our. Same. Nothing here. Uh. And you can ask me questions. This here. You guys think this is gay? We can totally not do it. I feel like it's gotta have a lot of dead air. Yeah. Whatever air it is. Okay, I'll give you a hint. You will definitely overthink it. Yeah. And That's... these two sons were definitely born within an hour of each other to the same woman. But they are not twins. Uh, does does the woman have like two separate like reproductive systems? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, when... although okay, scientifically woman... speaking, it is Sorry. It is possible for one woman to have two babies with two different dads. That has happened. If your body is like yeah, what are you talking about? and releases an egg like really soon after the first one is fertilized and then you bang another dude. Yeah. So mark your calendars. <laughs> yeah. Get Something. your fallopian tubes. Fallopian tubes warmed up. Yeah. I think it's Philippine. Filipino. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Filipino tubes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so the, the essence of this riddle is uh, a woman has two babies within the hour and they're not twins? Yeah. Sounds like it. What can they be? Nobody knows. Maybe, like, one of the babies was already pregnant, and nice. so there was a baby inside the baby. Too elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> babies having babies. I feel like I'm coming up with lots of great answers, but none of them I are right. I have so an answer. Can they, can they be, like, part of... This actually makes sense. I don't know if it's the right answer. Could they be part of triplets or something? Yes, that's the answer! Congratulations! Uh, you did it, Colin. You just solved that... Probably five times faster than the people I told it to earlier. They asked me quite a few questions. Yeah. I don't think I would have ever gotten it. I would have just come up with more and more, like, nested babies. <laughs> nested babies. <laughs> <laughs> you're just, you're just coming up with more ridiculous babies. answers every time. Like, what's the next most ridiculous thing? Would that be the worst? <laughs> like, you think you're just having one baby, but then another baby comes out of that baby? <laughs> so, like, I'm a grandmother! <laughs> baby comes out of that baby and then you're like I'm a monster <laughs> then, okay earlier someone someone guessed something like oh was it their son and their grandson and then they said no that couldn't happen to which I immediately said well if they had sex with their son and the two kids that would be their son and grandson and I answered it way too fast and they just kind of looked at me, and I was like, I mean, <laughs> I haven't thought about this much, so I'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> well, good work, Colin. You're a smarter person than I am, obviously. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I did pose the knights and knaves riddle to Caleb the other night, and you got it. Yeah, we got it eventually. I was you got it a little too drunk to like think. He was writing it, it down like on a napkin. 
Yeah, I was, yeah, I was like trying to like work out like the different like decision tree paths of like if this guy is a knight, then that implies such and such. And then like classic Ethan, he basically solved it and then didn't realize he had solved it. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, it, like his brain works faster than his thoughts. It's like yeah, like he knew the answer, but he didn't remember sure exactly. He also told a very funny story. If only he was here. R.I.P. Ethan. Just kidding. He's yeah, alive. Ethan must be Rip dead. Ethan. Ethan has to work tomorrow. He's probably. You know who has to work tomorrow? I have to work tomorrow. Yeah. What time do you have to work tomorrow? Uh, I actually have to be there at eight only. Okay, so you will have worked for one hour when Ethan gets off of work at nine a.m. So just saying. It's real early. Yeah. Ethan basically works in the nighttime. Like, it'll probably, like, in the in the depths of winter, I think it might be, like, still sunrise time when he gets off work. He has a master's degree. What? Yeah. What time does he start? Five. Five. Yeah. So he wakes up at 4.30. You're like, oh, that's pretty early. <laughs> well, there's been times I've started at five, too. Yeah. There was one or two times I started at four fucking thirty. That's when it snowed in the middle of the night. Uh, that's pretty miserable. Yeah. Hey, like, no, oh, they buy you breakfast. No, they give you a discount breakfast. Uh, and the sun <laughs> is barely coming up when you're eating breakfast. I think I've literally, I've woken up at four, like, twice in my life. And it was for, like, flights that were at six. Yeah, flights, that's usually how it goes. Or no, I probably had to wake up earlier, because you have to get to, like, that fleet by 4.30. See, this means you've been making good life decisions. (laughs) If you're never in a I have been awake all night, and had to, I just never went to sleep. Also a good decision. Yeah. My uncle starts work at, like, 5 or 5.30 pretty much every day for the past 40 years. That's just because he wants to. He does (laughs) want to. It's true. I gotta admit, sometimes I think about, like, man, I want to work night shift and not deal with anybody. (laughs) I want to work the day shift, but just run into as many people as I would working the night shift. That sounds pretty yeah. antisocial, but yeah, it's true. Yeah, you should try. I like jobs a lot of the time where I don't have to deal with anyone. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Definitely not full time, not dealing with anyone. Then you go insane. Well, oh, working on the farm, yeah. and I would like be out there cutting trees all day by myself, ten hours a day for months and months. You really start talking to yourself out loud like it's not a problem at all. Of, why not? There's no issue with I that. I mean, I do that already, so... <laughs> start narrating things. You start talking to yourself as if you were explaining things to yourself. <laughs> I think that's healthy. Otherwise, you would legitimately go crazy. Yeah. And, and like, for me, I actually prefer, like, if I'm trying to work on, like, a really hard problem, like a programming problem or something... I prefer to be like in a room by myself so that I can talk out loud to myself. Because like when you 
when you put like your thoughts into words, it like helps you make it more concrete. And I'm actually like yeah. a lot better at solving problems that way than if like I'm in a room with other people and like I can't do that. No, I understand. Yeah. Well, I still do it even with other people in the room. I just tell them like, oh, heads up, I'm gonna talk to myself. Like, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> that was between me and me. <laughs> it's, a, it's like, hey, Sarah, just a heads up. I'm going to be talking to myself. <laughs> okay, Sarah, good. Thanks for the heads up, Sarah. <laughs> um, I will say, living with the Jensen's, I talk aloud. To the cats, but I guess that's still kind of myself, because many people don't consider cats as sentient beings. <laughs> they probably don't understand. But mainly I do it because I think it helps calm Obi-Wan down. <laughs> so, I think it helps. Like, when I'm walking... The other day, it was before the beer dinner, I went home and I didn't realize that Sarah and Ethan were home. Okay. And it turns out they didn't hear me talking, like, a lot to myself. It's mainly because Obi-Wan is there, and I'm trying to, like, reassure him. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, I think I'll make some chili tonight. Let's go look up a recipe. Like, normally I wouldn't do that, but Obi-Wan's there, and I'm, like, trying to let him know. You don't want to surprise him. You definitely want to, like, let him know that you're there, so, like, he feels like he's in charge of the situation. (laughs) Yep. And then gay Sarah walked out like 10 seconds later, and I was like, oh, you guys are home, (laughs) (laughs) hey! Totally wasn't just talking aloud to reassure your cat. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking through my dinner plans out loud for no reason. Ooh, I'll make myself some cold bread! (laughs) Which, oh, it was... Was it Colin... A few weeks ago, you were talking about how much you love cornbread and how much it's not regularly served in the Midwest. Right. Have you ever had cornbread batter? Have I? No. (laughs) You need to try it. Even better, huh? So I made, like, the batter, and it said six to eight muffins, so I filled six, like, muffin cups and then there was a little bit of batter, and I was like, I'm just gonna eat that. And it was, oh, it was so good. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> it was like so good. It was like Jeez. sweet, and it was like gritty corn. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> Forget about it. Forget about it. That's not where I went. We're it talking coast like to coast. Forget about it. It was bouncing around the U.S. <laughs> So what? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you written any more of that story where we can use these accents? <laughs> yeah. I have an outline. I, sh- I should really, like, spend some time to actually, like, flesh out the next chapter. I scooped out the rest of my <laughs> cornmeal out of the bowl. That's so good! You're nailing this, Colin. When I listened to that episode, I, like... Maybe you guys didn't pay attention that much, but from the beginning and the end, my voice changed a lot. Oh, I didn't didn't really notice. Like, even though I'm sitting there the whole time trying to remember how I had originally said it, and I still got it wrong, so... (laughs) It was was good enough. 
That seemed all right to me. I think I was pretty drunk, though, so it's hard to say. Yeah, <laughs> my Nixon really shined. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, so a little preview. There is going to be some dungeon Full exploring in the, in the next episode or two. It'll be a little bit like Indiana Jones-ish stuff. Will there be snakes? I, I can't say. You'll have to tune in and listen. God, what are you, George R. R. Martin? <laughs> with a lot of dialogue. I definitely prefer the former. You like because a lot writing, of writing, all you need to do is just make your your lack of writing skills into someone's dialogue. Well, like... The way they talk. Like, there's such a thing as hidden dialogue, where, like, within the dialogue, there's stuff in the writing that contributes to the scene, like like, intermingled with the dialogue, like, something, like, you could say, like, he said as the wind whistled through the trees, like, stuff like that. Like, stuff that contributes. Yeah. Like, you don't want pure dialogue, and you don't want... I will say that Stephen King, good God, he goes on rants, and he he knows he does this. Like, he's like, he's kind of like, sorry, guys. (laughs) Like, where you're reading and reading and reading, you're like, whoa. What relevance to the plot does this have? Like, what what is this adding to? It's just like a, a total aside. Yeah, he's like, well, Eddie's mom really collected a lot of coupons that year. And you're like, wait, <laughs> why? What is this? Like, the killer clown is going to reference coupons? <laughs> What's going to happen? Yeah, it's like, what am I reading? The fucking Iliad, where he's going on and on about, like, Josephus, who owned 35 sheep, uh, you know, outside like of the Bible. Like, who wrote that shit? Yeah, well, like, same. Who is yeah. The son a of, lot who of is people. The son of? Like, actually, come on, really? Get to that. Get to <laughs> the <laughs> point. <laughs> I've been waiting to. Actually, I've had several instances where I can use that with my dad where I, like, make the triangle with my arms and say, get to the point, but I've been too afraid to do it. <laughs> it's like, are you telling me to get in a pyramid? What's going on? <laughs> I saw it on Scrubs. Back when I lived with Gary That's... and Gary Metzger, um... <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, 
me out in life. So I used to be pretty bad about telling when people weren't interested in my stories or also when I was complaining too much because that's something like almost entirely from my dad, like complaining all the time. So I would be complaining to Gary and Gary, and after a while they'd go, one of them would say, hey sir, you know what you're doing right now? And I go, oh what? And they'd go, bitchin'. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'd immediately like become self-aware and be like, yeah, you're right, I was bitchin', I'm sorry. And they did that enough to where I like would realize when I would start to complain and try to stop. And, uh... Once I tried to do that with my dad, <laughs> it did not go well. I can't remember what he was complaining about, but he was complaining, complaining, and then I finally went, Dad, you know what you're doing? He goes, what? He goes, bitching. <laughs> he did not take it well. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> I've never done it since then. I just let him complain. You just need to condition. Well, he's not going to get you if you stop now. <laughs> I know. Uh, my dad. Your dad. One time. That could I, be a never ending cycle, though. Like, he gets mad about it. Like, you think I'm bitching? <laughs> Daddy, you know what you're doing right now? Bitching. Stop about. saying that. I hate what you're doing. You know what you're doing right now? And it's just, it never bitching. stops. I'm pretty sure when I said you're bitching that he like tried to justify his bitching back to me, and I was like, "You're still bitching, Dad." Yeah, that's what, that's what my brother does when I tell him that. I always say, "Stop whining." He just continues to try to justify why his whining is justified. That wasn't a very good sentence, but yeah, that's okay. It doesn't sound good. Colin, I think that was a good sentence. Yeah. It came full circle. It's always when people start the, the next sentence with, well, I... George R. R. Martin right back really liked that sentence. Yeah, he would be all over that. <laughs> but not the Stevenson guy. No. <laughs> where, where would you rate um, Tolkien in this? He's pretty rambly. I think he can be. I mean, he... Like, Lord of the Rings was kind of intended to be, like, a folk legend. So I think it was kind of intentionally rambly, because he was trying to, like, be kind of like... I was thinking of, like, The Hobbit in my mind. Like, I felt, like, that really? was pretty rambly. You thought The Hobbit was? I don't know. I, I didn't think it was very rambly. Lord of the Rings gets it. Um, it. Pretty much the more he wrote, the more rambly he got. But it, it doesn't mean, like, it was useless information. Yeah. And everything he wrote was tied in somehow. Not that it was necessarily really pertinent to any storyline that you might know, but, it, you know. Yeah. He really did his history a lot. His world building. And it seems like rambling because we don't need to know all this stuff. Know all this stuff if you're really interested. Yeah. I mean, Wheel of Time is like the same thing but, like, multiplied by five, because there's five times more books in the series. There's 15 books? I think it might be 14. Oh, my God! It's a fuck ton. It's, it's insane. Isn't, like, The Lord of the Rings one book, though? Technically. Well, it's published in three. But originally it was one, right? I, one it, it, was, one? I, it was published in It was supposed to be one books. book in three oh, okay. different volumes. Okay. Yeah. Like, he didn't publish the whole thing at once. Did he title it the same title as the movies, or 
was it like yeah. Lord of the Rings Part One? Or I, was Lord did. of the Rings Two Towers, Return of the King. It was Fellowship of the Rings sorry, Two Towers, sorry, Return of the King. Sorry. And I actually, he didn't like Return of the King as a title for the third book because he thought it gave away the ending. Yep. Which it kind of does. What what did he want to have it as? Didn't he have a, an original idea? I'm sure he did. I can't. I don't, I don't remember. How about Frodo destroys the ring? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Electric Boogle. It was, yes, Lord of the Rings 2.1 Electric Electric Boogaloo. Oh, I think I think we should mention although hopefully it doesn't get out to our multitude of listeners. Last night we went to trivia at 12th Street Pub on Gary Street. Gary Street Pub (laughs) And uh, <laughs> good cover. Way off. We had never been. <laughs> we had never been. We wanted to test it out. We go. We get the first question right, like, and then you know, second, third, fourth question comes, and I'm having deja vu, and I go, you know, I think we've had this same exact set of questions at Brewski's like more than a month ago. But I didn't feel bad about it because we were still getting the same ones wrong. Yeah. Because apparently we didn't retain any information. Uh, we retained a few. Yeah. But, but yeah, like going into like the first breakdown of scores, we were like second to last. Yeah, and we were like, well, this is obviously <laughs> telling that we're not that great. And then we got to the end. I think we were in second going into the final question, which you can bet on kind of. Jeopardy style, yeah. and uh, and we knew the last one. So. Which originally at Brewski's we did we got it wrong, but we remembered the final answer and it was worth thirty points. And so like Ethan immediately started writing it down, and I was having like a moral dilemma, and I was like, "Do we do this? Can we morally do this?" Meanwhile, so it was the team that was in first, right? The ones that were sitting in front of us? I think so. Yeah, they were terrible. There was a team sitting by us that seemed like a mega team. Yeah, they had way more people than we did. I think they had like 15 people on their team. They are also really annoying, and at one time a guy on their team shouted, Who the fuck is Prince? He had like a hot dog hat on too. Yes. So they're pretty annoying, and I'm having this moral dilemma, like, can we morally do this? Can we bet, like, 30 points on this last question, since we already know the answer, because we've already had this question before? And Ethan goes, yes, I hate them! And then he lets out this maniacal laugh. <laughs> and then he went and turned the answer in, and we got first place like by like thirty points. Possessed by some sort of good demon. He goes, "I hate them." <laughs> it's like this is a new <laughs> feeling for him. Uh, what question was it? Uh, it was something about what toy had the first commercial on TV or something. Yeah, in like nineteen fifty-two. Yeah, something like that. Can you guess the answer? Old toy. Think of an old From toy. Frisbee. So um, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It wasn't Toy Story. Mr. Potato Head. 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. What did we say originally? Slinky. Slinky. Slinky is also very old. That's a good, like, I would say a very good guess. Yeah. Wasn't the yeah, original potato head actually, like, just pieces they gave you to put on a potato? I'm pretty sure. A real, yeah. actual potato? That sounds right. I mean, that's pretty much just as good as the actual Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> yeah, they give you a hunk of plastic shaped like a potato. Yeah. When was the potato family? <laughs> when was the potato invented? That was, no. like, the... Uh, <laughs> wasn't that around the time of, like, Statue of Liberty getting installed? Like, early 1900s? Okay. I don't know. They like, like getting installed, like, like like the maintenance crew installed the Statue of Liberty. Do yeah. you think that Mr. Potato Head was at all big in Ireland, or did that like bring up too many bad memories? They didn't have any potatoes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was after the fact, right? Fifty years. Oh. Okay, I suppose. So you so. know, they're like, meet Mr. Potato Head, and Grandma's crying. It's like having like Vietnam style flashbacks. <laughs> Like, no. <laughs> not Mr. I, potato. I think they had Mr. Zucchini head there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard that before on something. I'm sure I stole that joke. I think Mr. Mr. Zucchini? Zucchini head is something on some show. Okay. It sounds like it's from something. Yeah. Family guy. Ah, Seth MacFarlane, you fiend. You. Stealing your jokes from the past. You clever boy. Have you watched... Okay. I hate to plug a show, but I think I'm gonna... I think this isn't plugging, because I'm not gonna have nice things to say. Okay, go ahead. Seth MacFarlane's new TV show, The Orville, on Fox. Have you yeah. heard about this? Have you read this? No. Is it also animated? It's not. And he's, he's the lead in it. Oh, okay. Is. Okay. And it's supposed to be like um, kind of Star Trekky. He's in a ship, and there's aliens, and and it's supposed to be sort of a comedy. But my impression of it when I saw the ads was like it's supposed to be like Star Trek, but um, parodying it. Okay. But but it's not. It's supposed to be like Star Trek, but not Star Trek. Also with a little bit of funny dialogue. And I, I think that really ruined it for me for the first episode, because I really thought it was going to be like Futurama-style, um, just parodying these sci-fi shows. Yeah. And it wasn't. I don't know. It might be interesting to watch if you want to watch it. Um, but yeah. I didn't get a good first impression of it. I mean, I did like an AMA on Reddit. Yeah. Or try to do it about it. And of course, the people on Reddit are fickle, fickle people. Yeah. Yeah, So he had to do another just over his entire life. Wow, sure. I can see why he wouldn't try to just make it like a straight up like parody series. Because he, I think, would see that as like very overdone. You know? But he's good at it. Like, he did that with Star Wars. He had those three things that were... It's, like, right up our alley, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean... What's that? that would be a draw for me. Is Sarah drunk? I... I don't know. I'm looking for the cat. Uh, she's right there. 
hiding in the shadows. Yes, she does. Yeah. True. You should have named her Taruk Makto. That rider of last shadow. Yeah. Was that an <laughs> Avatar reference? It is. Holy shit! Uh, I don't know. I think Nirowana is 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 pretty good. Neither are very good. You should have named her Bill. Something normal. You can call her Bill if you want. Cats I will. Don't really know their name that well, so you can really call her whatever. Sure they do. They more or less just kind of uh, uh, recognize like the tone of voice and like kind of recognize like when you're calling to them rather than their actual name. I disagree. Okay. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. And I don't agree to disagree. With that, we have come to the conclusion of another episode of the Slazoom. Podcast. Already. Yes, yes, calm down. We'll be back soon enough with more That's not soon enough. Breathtaking action. Uh you know, bowel curdling dialogue. And uh more stories of impalement. Yes. Of Colin the self impaler. Okay, listener, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Ta-ta. Goodbye. Bitch, I went over a hundred pounds in like the fourth grade. <laughs>